You are listening to a Stat Media Group production. This is Cargo Masterminds presented by Cargo One. This is an exclusive one-to-one weekly interview series with leaders from the world's leading air cargo and logistics companies. It is Monday and it is time to catch up with the new Cargo Mastermind with your host, Reggie John. After 17 months in development, MSC Mediterranean Shipping Company, a global leader in transportation and logistics, announced the launch of MSC Air Cargo in September 2022 as a complementary service to its container shipping solutions. While launching MSC Air Cargo, MSC CEO Soren Toft said, This is our first step into this market and we plan to continue exploring various avenues to develop air cargo in a way that complements our core business of container shipping. MSC Air Cargo has four brand new Boeing 777 freighters in its library and they are operated by Atlas Air. In December 2022, MSC Air Cargo launched commercial operations from Liège in Belgium. Leading the creation and development of MSC Air Cargo, is an industry professional with close to three decades of experience in air freight and global supply chains. Before joining MSC Air Cargo, he has been with global organizations like Delta Cargo, Emirates Sky Cargo, and DHL. I'm pleased to welcome Yanni Davil, Senior Vice President Air Cargo, MSC Mediterranean Shipping Company, to today's episode of Cargo Masterminds, presented by Cargo One. Yanni joins us from Geneva. Yanni, welcome to Cargo Mastermind. Such a delight to have you with us for this conversation. Thank you, Randy. Really looking forward to it. Thank you. Yanni, in um, September 2022, as I said in the introduction, um, MSC announced the launch of MSC Air Cargo and you were appointed to head the development of Air Cargo Solutions for MSC. And you had the inaugural revenue flight uh, on 3rd December 2022 from your gateway in uh, Liège in Belgium, operating your first B777 uh, uh, by Atlas Air under a long-term charter agreement. Uh, bring us up to speed on the progress MSC Air Cargo has made in just over one year. No, very, very, um, very exciting journey. Uh, uh, there's no doubt it's it's it, it's quite a ramp up to take four aircrafts and in a span of I would say 14 months. Uh, very proud to say that the fourth aircraft is now fully in operation as of this week. Um, but for sure, you know, a lot of learnings uh, of, of starting on the third of December. And uh, in fact, it was our full farmer first farmer flight uh, on that rotation. Since that, we have also now uh, established our commercial uh, model. We've also implemented uh, the IBS iCargo Phase 1 as well. Uh, and then, therefore, we started to build out our operation capability to support the oversight of our flights at the operation stations we, we operate in today. So, uh, very exciting journey, a very, very uh, rapid growth uh, and, and in terms of what we needed to achieve. Uh, the advantage is that we were able to create uh, from an evergreen uh, process, platform, how we want to do it. So we had not really 
constraints from legacy systems. However, the responsibility falls in great on making sure you build something for the future and not something from a habit, you know. But uh, very exciting journey. Very happy that we've achieved it. And uh, we're looking forward for 2024. You took delivery of your uh, fourth freighter a few days back and uh, it's only flying. And uh, this completes the four freighter operations agreement with Atlas Air. Uh, tell us the details of the operations of your current fleet of four B777 freighters. Correct. So we have a number of uh, core customers uh, supporting out of Asia, which is a mix between uh, e-commerce, uh, what we'll say the heavy air cargo uh, co-loading business and freight forwarding business, uh, which we run on the Trans-Pacific, either into United States, Mexico, and thereon we will then build a, a return uh, capability between the transatlantic and then from Europe back to Asia. So we have a very core um, trade at the moment with support of customers that runs on the back end of the Trans-Pacific, and then we build up our product portfolio within uh, the Transatlantic and then from Europe back to Asia. I believe uh, there have been delays in freighter deliveries and you had planned your schedule, winter schedule, particularly keeping in mind the original freighter delivery timelines. Uh, how did you manage your customer expectations as a result of such delays? Yeah, we, we took a bit of a hybrid approach from uh, building some of the forward uh, commercial or sold business into the existing rotations we had. And in some segments, we then uh, subcharted uh, uh, some aircraft to bridge the gap between uh, Boeing's delivery and then for us to get the full commercial operation. It, it's always a bit of a gamble from, and then rightfully, it's, it's, there's a lot of moving parts. So, you know, for a period of two, three weeks, we did then substitute the bridge from the sold business versus the full operation. MSA has uh, completed the acquisition of uh, Milan-based Italian all-cargo carrier Alice Cargo Airlines. Uh, what is MSA Air Cargo's plan? Uh, do you plan to base one or more of your B777s uh, at Milan, making MSA Air Cargo the first wide-body freighter operator of uh, Italy? Uh, so Milan will become for us our second gateway in Europe uh, to, to Liège as Alice Cargo AOC will give us then our European AOC which gives us more flexibility and flying rights and accessible. We, uh, we've actually purchased a fifth aircraft that will uh, be placed within Alice Cargo as our own operated uh, aircraft uh, starting in, in quarter one this year. Okay, let me understand this. So you're going to get one more aircraft and is that going to be a B777 production freighter? Correct, sir. So we bought another 777-200 freighter, brand new, that will be allocated on our European AOC, operated by ourselves under the Alice Cargo AOC. And when do you expect to get that delivery of that B777? We aim to be, I would say, uh, give and take with all the approvals and stuff. We are looking by uh, the end of quarter one. And do you expect more of uh, more orders? You know, as as we all look at the the crystal ball and you know live uh, live it is and and the challenges, um, you know, there's really good indications of market is starting to return, yields are starting to recover. Uh, you know, there is the normal supply disruptions, but the overall indicator from supply demand, the belly capacity, the Asia passenger demand returning. Um, you know, we are we are looking at when and how that that optimal point is to see if we have to inject more cargo. We're not shy from it, uh, but I would say like any other business, as and when that opportunity arises, uh, we'll do a business assessment to see what it means. Yannick, can you confirm whether with the acquisition of Alice Cargo, besides the operating license, uh, 
Are there any aircraft you acquired as part of the deal? We did not take any equipment with that. We only bought the infrastructure and the AOC. Besides the ECS group, which sells for you in Mexico and uh, two other regions, uh, North America and Europe, uh, do you have or intend to have GSSAs in Asia and maybe in Africa? Our, our strategy is very much around scale and coverage. I mean, that's what it is in terms of rolling out. So we are very selective in certain markets. Yes, we will need specialized local heroes. Some other markets, you need more of a, a larger GSA job to cover. So uh, in markets where we believe we will do direct, we are we're looking to, to roll out more of a direct MSC air cargo uh, commercial uh, coverage model. Um, so it's, a, it's an involving growth strategy to make sure we have scale and coverage in the markets as we grow. Uh, and of course, we want, always want flexibility. I mean, that's the biggest uh, topic. If you go to, to certain new markets or you pull out of markets, how do you manage that workforce and coverage? So it's a bit of a hybrid, if, if, if that's the word to say. Uh, but we evolve to, to evaluate as we grow. I have uh, seen your winter schedule and uh, you have an impressive list of key airports connecting uh, into a gateway um, in Liege. Uh, you have five cities in Asia, six in the Americas and three in Europe. Uh, has the winter schedule been designed, keeping in mind that you have your fleet of uh, all four B777 fully operational. Correct. So our, our overall intent is to look at the market where it grows, what the trends are, where the customers are. And as we were starting to add more capacity, how does your capacity evolve into the trading lanes that the customers are asking for? So uh, it's very much a combination of where we are today, but also where we need to grow and, and then adjust the schedule. Uh, we will still do some optimization and, and adjustments in our schedule, but we have a very core set of customer base now on those trade lanes. Uh, but as any uh, as any outlook, you need to try and understand where do you go next uh, as as, uh, as the world is changing. You know, every, every week uh, there's a new topic that uh, one has to consider. Yari, when uh, MSC announced the launch of its air cargo business, uh, it was said that the air cargo solution was in response to customer demand and as a complementary service to its container shipping solutions. Has that vision remained intact uh, and will that continue to be the foundation for MSCA Cargo? Yeah, we are very much focused on customer demand. You know, our core customer base is the third-party logistics operators, the freight forwarders. Uh, we, we don't do any direct business with any shippers. If there's a direct shipper uh, model, it is more what you would say a tripartite arrangement. But we are 99% uh, focused on, on the, the third-party logistics provider, the Fortis, and we build our model, our network, and um, the, the schedule is very much based on the demand they, they indicate to us, and then we look at how best we can operate. So within the ecosystem of, of uh, the MSC group, you know, we want to be resilient to trade. So, you know, if there's a disruption in, in supply chain, then, you know, air is always uh, an option that will come into, into play. So... Uh, we are in that uh, position to offer our customers another mode of transport within our group. But are you primarily and predominantly serving the air cargo demand of the existing MSC container shipping customers? Or are there other customers, forwarders and shippers, of course, which you said shippers you don't directly deal with, that you service outside the MSC list of customers? So we share the same list of freight forwarding customers and we service the global air freight, freight forwarding, third-party logistics. All right. So uh, as, as MSC has you know, a book of business, I would say 
uh, we, you know, we are predominantly uh, shipping and using with the the global freight forwarders that's out there. We only we only work with the third party logistic providers. Yani, what is the long term vision of MSC Air Cargo? Do you intend to increase the size of your fleet? Is there a plan to add additional freighters if the market conditions improve? If as would you consider converted freighters instead of production freighters? It's it's like any business model. As you go, you need to 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 optimize and look at when the growth is an opportunity. So we will not be shy not to look at it. And then if the opportunity comes, yes, we will look at uh, converted freighters. Uh, but generally, we will continue to stick with the triple sevens, especially from a sustainability perspective. You know, it is uh, the more advanced aircraft. So you know, we don't want to contradict to say we have triple sevens and you have a thirty-year-old seven four seven BCF which kind of contradicts a bit to where we want to go. So, um, you know, like any business case, we have to, to weigh up the pros and cons at that time. As market predicts, there will be a, a higher demand than supply. The passenger rebound will have a different effect to weigh leisure and what they call family and friends travel versus uh, the business uh, travel is. So it has some drivers in that that will indicate to us which markets require more main deck capacity versus just the overall belly capacity return. You know, uh, the pandemic saw the rise of container shipping companies entering into developing cargo airlines. Maersk and Evergreen were already operating airlines, but CMA, CGM and MSC joined the league. And there has been a new value proposition by shipping lines on offering very integrated logistics solutions to shippers and forwarders. How do you distinguish and differentiate MSC Air Cargo from others? Why would a forwarder choose MSC Air Cargo over others? You know, we, we our, our model is very much what you call a fully freight uh, freight operation uh, dedicated to the freight forwarding market, uh, and we offer a unique product based on uh, the farmer, uh, you know, aircraft aviation engines, uh, fresh produce, and these kind of things. So our proposition to the to the market, I think one of the things we've learned for also from from COVID is that you need partners that can give you options and capabilities. Uh, and we want to offer that to our customers. So by having a main deck cap capability to offer to our customers with those premium products to offer to the market, uh, we continue to believe that is the strategy to go. Uh, we don't offer an integrated solution. Uh, our business still really reliant and needs freight forwarding third-party logistic providers. Uh, you know, nobody can do it all end-to-end. Uh, -end. Uh, it's, uh, it's been proven over the years that a lot of companies has tried to do a one-stop shop uh, and it's not that easy and you need flexibility reliable partners and and uh, people that know that can trust and give you a, a service as expected yani what is your reading of the markets in asia indian subcontinent and africa you already fly to some key asian airports already what about india and key locations in africa are they in msc air cargo's radar yeah, for sure. I mean, we we all follow, you know, the, the GDP projections. We all follow uh, the trade lane, the BRIC countries, you know, where India, uh, Brazil, uh, Mexico is very much prominent in it, for sure. I mean, uh, if you look at the recent PMI index, Mexico and India was the only uh, countries that had increased uh, manufacturing. You know, for us, India will be a, an important market similar to what uh, Mexico and South America is. Africa, you know, the challenge always has been with Africa. Your southbound demand is very high. Your northbound is challenging. Um, so, you know, if the proposition makes sense to go southbound and back, for sure we'll look at it. 
but we are currently concentrating on the uh, transatlantic and then the trans-Pacific, basic east-west-east, uh, based on those manufacturing and the higher demand in terms of certain product produce, fresh produce, e-commerce, uh, and I would say the high tech that that's coming back now into the market. You know, MSC Group acquired uh, Balor Africa Logistics through its uh, wholly owned uh, subsidiary SAS shipping agencies uh, services. Does this open up opportunities for MSC Cargo to key African markets? Um, we treat uh, AGL uh, very much uh, as its normal freight forwarder. We don't have that much uh, going on the southbound, to be honest with you, uh, because we're running on the Trans-Pacific coming out of Asia. So if you look at the biggest trade for Africa, it's it's coming from Asia, a little bit now from India and then from the US. So our current network really uh, has not really uh, been designed uh, in or support, but we have a number of opportunities to explore with some interline partners should we want to go southbound. Uh, but uh, we treat them uh, as any other forwarder if they come. But our current focus is very much on the Trans-Pacific uh, partly South America and then coming back to India at some stage. Do you have any specific focus on any cargo commodities that MSE Air Cargo would like to develop and make that its biggest strength? Yeah, for sure. I think one of the biggest things and even in my involvement over the years, you know, pharma continues to be one of the key ones, especially to be a nice quality provider. Uh, we've already uh, started our CIB training from the entire commercial teams. We are now putting in our, our certification order in the next couple of weeks. So we are we will for sure concentrate and continue to build out on our pharma uh, strategy on serving those markets, you know, between the U.S. and we're running quite a lot today. Um, you know, continue to evolve and around to understand how the e-commerce evolution will go. It's already quite a strong and significant player that people maybe understood or expected. Uh, and then, you know, specialized cargo, you know, aircraft engines are very much uh, a key component. We move quite a lot fresh produce out of South America, we do. So, you know, we aim very much what I would say your traditional main deck cargo, freighter um, cargo that's needed uh, because it's thought for me one of the more key ingredients for the global trade is to have main deck capacity. Um, so, you know, we will continue to grow on that. And, uh, we do also quite a bit of focus on uh, what we call secure cargo between high fashion and uh, high value. So we will continue to build out on that as well. So we have a number of, I would say, five, six core uh, product lines uh, that we, uh, we are focusing on. Uh, as I said early on, you know, we are very privileged or in a position to have the ability to start a process, a capability, a quality from scratch. So we don't end up with inherited uh, infrastructure or legacies that we need to work around that then advances us to build in some of those steps and capability and quality within your day-to-day -day process rather than a bolt-on. So uh, that that takes a lot of thought process and and and, and reflection to make sure we do it right. Uh, and that's what we aim to do is to be a more effective, more uh, productive, uh, service-oriented uh, provider to our customers. Give us an update on your partnership with IBS Software on the implementation of its uh, iCargo SaaS solution to transform your cargo operations and management uh, as the implementation completed and how has iCargo added value to the overall vision of MSE Air Cargo? Yeah, no, I have to say it's a very exciting partnership. Uh, you know, when we approach our multiple vendors and we we really base our, our thought process on what you had in COVID. You know, you need to lean on partners that can bring you through to a certain period and we made it very clear that we need to stress a lot on, on that uh, support. 
uh, you know, uh, IBS stepped forward and says, we'll do it for you guys. Uh, and uh, we then basically did a phase one implementation in six weeks. So we are fully live when our second aircraft came into rotation. Because if you think once you go from one to two aircrafts, managing capability, bookings, flight rotations, you, you, need, you need a system. Uh, and we successfully uh, launched phase one uh, June last year, six weeks after we started. And we're very happy to confirm that we will now go into our fully fledged phase two, uh, which includes in the, the next gen uh, capability of IBSI cargo uh, by quarter one. So a very strong partnership, uh, very, very integrated. Um, they listened to us. They, they, they understood our challenge and uh, they helped us. Uh, and uh, equally, we are giving them feedback how we would like to grow and uh, trying to be in it or try to be aim to be innovative. But uh, um, you know, we'll continue to grow on the technology side. Uh, we've challenged some of the existing market providers of, is that the way to go? How do we do improve our messaging? How do we improve our communication with the customers? You know, digitalization is a big word, but it can be from a QR code. It could be from a WhatsApp. So we're really looking at those tactical steps that we can really improve uh, to our customers. If it's from the booking receipt uh, to a communication from geofencing. So iCargo and, and the journey has been uh, very instrumental for us. Yanni, global air cargo is under severe stress because of falling yields, uh, micro and macro factors, and the robust return of long-haul wide-body passenger flights, a substantial belly capacity. What is your reading of the current market trends? Do you see demand picking up on some of your key trade lanes supported by consumer sentiments? I mean, uh, wide-body... Um versus belly is, is a challenge. The, the yields are very challenging for any operator. This is one of the biggest things. The, the, the key now is how flexible can you be in your schedule you're offering to your market to, uh, to optimize or to, to better position yourself. Uh, we do see a shift in the business, especially between, I would say, high-tech, e-commerce, now a, a quite a predominant player in the cargo side. And then you still have your traditional uh, specialized equipment that has to go in the main deck. Um, as I mentioned earlier on, there's quite a shift on the, uh, the belly capacity, especially as, you know, predominantly it was in the last couple of years, very much business uh, travel and then leisure. But now we see family and friends leisure and then business travel and the Asia belly uh, capacity still has to return. Um, so we ha you have to be very surgical and selective of where and how you want to go and, uh, and, and really make sure your strategy of entering a market is, is robust as best you can because it's not easy competing against uh, a multiple uh, flight segments that comes in from the belly. But overall, I still a strong believer and, and will always be that uh, wide body capacity is needed for global trade. There, there's no doubt about it. The key is now just how do you surgically um, enjoy, you know, enter the market in certain key lanes and capitalize on it? Yeah, that's actually my, the last question is about uh, how important is dedicated main tech capacity to global trade. Uh, and you alluded to that, the importance. Uh, and how concerned uh, are you about the current freighter economics? Uh, we do hear about uh, news about a lot of the freighter operators not really doing well. So uh, what is the sense that you collect from the market? Yeah, it, it is challenging, uh, you know, especially, uh, you know, if you look at um, certain regions, how packaging is done, uh, we do see a shift in trend of packaging coming out of Asia, which optimize what I would say traditionally 747-400 will do that about Hong Kong, where you normally have a lot of volumetric uh, things. And that volumetric is starts to become a bit more denser, which I would say 
the triple sevens are more suitable for it. We do see a higher demand for the triple sevens versus the seven fours. Uh, of course, it's four engines versus two engines. You know, like I said before, we we continue to surgically work on those opportunities where we believe best the triple sevens are suited based on the profile, based on the commodity, uh, and then that's why we offer a, you know a very focused premium product selection on our on our on our products for the customers, and also then best optimized between what Asia uh, trades with uh, the Americas and, and Europe in terms of e-commerce slash high-tech and then uh, the, dish, the digital, what we will say, heavy air cargo. So it, it is it is uh, it's a market to, to, to juggle and to understand. And there's many players uh, and there's, you know, there's many factors into this, but uh, the overall sentiment still looks positive for the next couple of years and we'll continue to build on it. But it's, it's a surgical approach and, and flexibility. It's, it's, uh, it's a bit of the mindset of COVID. You really have to depend and work on those ones that uh, where you can find it. Uh, unfortunately, the yield is not there. Not to say that we expect COVID uh, yields, but uh, I would say the the overall market uh, should need and re uh, refine back to a, a normality of of you know decent average market yields. Yanni, thank you so much. Uh, great to have you join us in this episode of uh, Cargo Masterminds. Thank you, sir. Really appreciate the opportunity and I'm looking forward to see you soon. That was Yanni Davel, Senior Vice President, Air Cargo, MSC Mediterranean Shipping Company. That's it from us at Staff Media Group. We bring Cargo Masterminds every Monday. Thanks for tuning in and come back next Monday for a fresh episode.